0: I will say the difference, however, between a Ford and a Tesla is Ford has been around for, what, over 100 years. The Ford Bronco is a gas car. They're releasing a hyped-up product, and it's still – they could have made the, the coolest electric Bronco. But they have manufacturing, they have all these things streamlined, and they're, Ford is still doing the bullshit – with Elon, with Tesla, with everything, I feel like, you, like you're like you're going into it with the lens of like, oh, I'm essentially not like a beta tester, but you have to be along for like, this is the future. I feel like there are elements of it that you do, like, let's hold these companies accountable if they bring out a shitty product. Let's talk about it, right? They're not special, but I feel like there's a dose of this is the future, and that means It's going to be kind of rocky, and it's going to be kind of weird. And at the same time, you have an engineer as a CEO of a company.
1: Welcome to Geared Up. I'm Andrew Edwards. I am John Rettinger. Geared Up is your weekly look at the world of technology and gadgets and consumer electronics. John, we have done it again.
2: Uh, I don't know how we keep doing this. Week after week, it seems untoppable, and it seems impossible.
1: And yet, this is the one podcast where we make... The impossible, possible, by somehow bringing you the best guest for that week, or just best guest in general. Oh wow! For any podcast, right? Oh yes. Yet snap. that guest never tops the previous guest while still being the best guest <laughs> of all time.
2: It's never happened, and we've had some great guests in the history of the show. The biggest, well, the, the biggest, hype. the biggest names on
1: YouTube, <laughs> right? And and perhaps the biggest this week. Miss Sarah Deechi, how are you doing?
0: Woo! Oh my gosh, what a hype up! I really hope that I can deliver after <laughs> that intro.
1: Listen, you always do. You got to get people okay. excited to listen to the show.
0: Yeah, I'm. And pumped. the
1: only way to do that is to let them know that mm-hmm. there's no better show to listen to this week than this one. I mean, that's just. Let's it. go.
0: Let's go. We don't
2: lie. It's true. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. You say every week our weekly tech. We do our weekly. Your weekly stop for tech news. But yes. all fairness, it, it has not been has not been weekly. It's been so busy that it hasn't even been <laughs> weekly. It's we been have like three we, weeks. We have weeks to catch up on. Yes, so I'm not too. calling you a liar. I'm just saying you've been no. dishonest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be. That's the tagline. But sometimes things get a little. Cr- I mean, I traveled for the first time in 17 months. I stepped you- onto an aircraft. Where'd you go? I went to New York City. Samsung had briefings for the new phones which we're talking about in this episode and I said to myself you know what delta variant seems to be coming in pretty hot and heavy right now there's like a little in between section where I can go on a trip before potentially who knows not traveling again for another year and a half i don't know what's going to happen Oof. let me just do let me just do it i'll put two masks on i'm vaccinated I'll get a COVID test when I land, I'll get a COVID test the day, the morning before I fly, and I'll get a COVID test the day after I come back home just to be 100% sure I'm not putting anyone in danger. And all was good. No problems. So I'm here. I'm alive. I have not gotten anyone else sick. <laughs> and I got to get some hands-on time with the new phones, which arrived at my house the same day that I got back home. So did I even really need to go?
0: That's what I was like, yeah, I'll just send me when the phones are out. Send send me the phones. I'm kind right. of like, I don't <laughs> yes. know. Even when I lived in New York, I was already over the briefings. I'm sorry, people, if you're <laughs> listening to this.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. So I, I, still, there- I still love
0: all of you guys. Still email me, but I feel like there is no going back from just people, the company sending you the things. You're allowed mm-hmm. to do it in your timing and your space. And yeah, you know, in your voice. I I didn't like being in the nondescript location in a random bedroom set trying to capture content. (laughs) I'm just, I'm kind of over it.
1: I do not disagree with you. My schedule prior to all this, living in the Seattle area, like a lot of these events happen in LA and New York and then some San Francisco, right? So if you live in one of those two cities, you don't really have to like step onto a plane all that often. Right. I was on a plane every, I think like three to four times a month. Are obviously, will actually be twice that because it's a round trip. So, four to six times a month, I had stayed in hotels for 100 nights in 2019.
0: Oh my God.
1: So, that was just my life. I was just used to that. So yeah. going from that to just boom. Nothing. Oh yeah. Same. I even when I was, I like, mean, just, when I was in this. New
0: York, yeah, I was taking two trips per month. It was insane. There was, mm-hmm. there was one, there's two months in a row where I went to Germany randomly in both months. Like I went to Germany and then wow. another opportunity came up and we we're like, Hey, come back. It was like for a Leica a thing. And then it was for the, whatever the one in Germany is a yeah. big computer conference, but it was IFA. two months in a row. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Thank you. My brain has gone to mush this past year and a half, if you <laughs> can tell, but it's so weird going from that to, you're right, just kind of like staring at your office wall, just wondering, well, mm-hmm. I wonder what I'm going to see in my friend's. Right. I mean, I see my family and friends here in Texas. I'm not crazy, but you know, it's just, we, we used to see each other all the time, the squad at all yeah, of these sure. events. And that's, that's probably what I miss. I miss the events. So sorry for coming hard down on the briefings, but I do miss the events. Cause that's when we can all like hang out and it's, it's a little less pressure.
1: I feel you growing up in New York city and having my entire family over there also was one of the things where I was like. And kill two birds with one stone. Like, I haven't seen my grandmother oh, yeah. in a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, She's that's about to awesome. Turn 90. I don't know. Shout it's out. Those, it's so weird when it's like, not to bring the, the podcast down. We're going to go back up in a minute, guys. I mean, man, we're you like, guys,
2: you, you came in hot here, Andrew. <laughs> hey,
1: we're venting. We're being real with each other. We're friends. You
2: can hear people pushing pause like as we're, <laughs> as, as you're talking.
1: <laughs> listen, listen. My grandmother's about to turn 90 years old. So I'm like, I need to see this woman. Because you know, at that age, it's like every time you see someone and you say, you're like saying bye, you're in the back of your head. You're like, is it like just bye or is it bye? Mm-hmm. Let me take advantage of this potential trip to get hands on time with a new phone and also see, see the fam.
0: And with your grandma. So,
1: yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> hands on time with a gram.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's move on to uh, some other topics. Sarah, I'm glad you're here for this show. Specifically for this first one. We don't have to spend too much time on this one, but John, you can chime in too on this. But Sarah, I feel like you know where I'm at right now in my notion journey,
0: Mm. which is very early
1: and confused.
0: All right, so let's buckle up. This will be the next hour of the podcast.
1: (laughs) All I want to do is I want to stay on top of my tasks. I want to have one place where I can have my video workflow and my Mm -hmm. scripting and monitor like which sponsors are doing what and all that. And I've seen Uh, some great YouTube videos from several people are like, look how easy this is Mm
2: -hmm. to
1: use Notion. I'm like, you know what? You did make that look easy. Let me do this. And then I get (laughs) in there and I'm like, what is going on? So am I I going down the right path? Do I just have to push through or is this like. Push
0: through, push through. But I, I will say. I don't know if it's specific people where this program works better for. If you have more of a, how do I say this lightly? If you're more, I'm not ADHD, but like if you're more kind of like obsessive and ADD vibe and just your life is already random, Notion is the tool that kind of gets you obsessed with the process so like something that has traditionally been boring for me like setting up a sauna or all that stuff I have never actually set, like you know I've gone through the process of setting up but then I never use it again and so notion almost seemed like I was getting into like premiere or resolve it mm. almost seemed like you just have to do that intense dive into it to where I just became like obsessed with it. And that's what kept me going back. So I really think they should have like a notion personality test before you get into it. Cause I'm such a big fan, but I'll also be the first to say if you're not like obsessed with it from day one or day two, it literally might not be for you. Because like I just set up my fiance, John, because, you know, he does YouTube and all that stuff. And I was so excited to do his journey from like Evernote to Notion because he's been wanting to switch forever. And we like took an hour, sat down with him. So maybe I need to do that with you, Andrew. And, you know, I like set everything up. I showed him my setup and it really helped him to see like the starting point. So I would advise people if you have some type of like content schedule and you have sponsors or have things that coordinate with, you know, videos, the Thomas Frank video is probably the best place to start. And he also has a template you can download from. So even what I did is he had a lot of random things that I I didn't need, but I still downloaded his template and just put it on the left side, you know, a Chrome tab and then put mine. And I just started mine from scratch. And I took, I took what I liked of his, I added some of my own flavor. And I think that's the best way. Cause like I'm telling you, it's, I don't know. I have a lot of fun in it. But I feel like if it's not clicking, it's not clicking. But Andrew, maybe we just need to do Zoom part two. I'll go through my entire setup and I'll I'll help you out.
2: This got extra nerdy. (laughs) Let's
1: go. That's what this show is. I will take you up on that offer. I will pay you for your time. no, 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 no. I just want, I mean, any expertise is worth it to get this stuff wrangled in. John, let me ask you. How do yeah, you manage what your time, sir? Is. What do you do? You just <laughs> have people, don't you? You have people that do this for you.
2: <laughs> I am a disaster when it comes to managing tasks and things. I get very scattered and chaotic, and it's not my strong point. So I've tried to address my weaknesses by finding people who could help me have skills with skill sets that I do not have. So I, I have fortunate enough to have a, a producer who helps hold my hand and say, go here, do this, submit things to sponsors. And make things simple and easier for me. I have not gotten into Notion, but now I'm relatively excited actually to try it, in all fairness.
0: Yeah. It it's sounds fun. like
2: you might have the
1: best strategy of all, which is just I just delegate it to people or you who, can have who, who both. Can do it better than me. That's true. You
0: both. Because the thing that I like about Notion is it's really, I use it for personal things, but really at the core, it's to coordinate with the team members I have, whether it's management or an editor, you know, they know what's on deck. They keep a whole database of sponsors. So we keep track. The thing that was so annoying to me is we would make decisions for sponsors and other business decisions just on like iMessage. And then, okay, what was the link for that? Or wait, what did we decide on that? You'd have yeah. to like search through iMessage and it was just a mess. But now, like in Notion, everything is just a page, right? So for each sponsor, there's a page and there's a comment section. And now, any of the sponsor decisions or, you know, sending links, everything has like a log where it's like, okay, this month's Squarespace, if we need to go back and see what our back and forth was, we go to that Squarespace page and we look at the past comments. And I know that's not unique to Notion, but then it's like how you. Relate things because you can have relational databases. This is, I'll stop after this, but the really cool (laughs) thing about Notion is relational databases, and they're not paying me to say this, but essentially you can have a database of videos in your social content, and you can have a database of sponsors, and they're two separate databases. But, and they can have their own, you know, you can make them as complicated as you want, but then you can relate those two databases. So when you say iPhone review video and it's sponsored by, case the fire or whatever that company is you can go into your sponsor relation and you can choose from the sponsors that you already create in your database you can click on that so basically you can just have a lot of different because people are familiar with like crms and stuff so it's almost like you can relate multiple crm databases to each other which seems kind of weird but it's actually really powerful okay insane.
1: i want to be able to talk like you let's talk about sound like when it comes to like She's just so, this is, I felt like the last time you were on the show that you started talking about cameras and like yeah. at the end of Utah, I was just
0: I just go into away. rabbit holes. That's the <laughs> thing is I might not be as knowledgeable about the broad everything, you know, like Linus tech tips. When I become obsessed with something, it's just the, those rabbit holes that I enjoy. So it might yes. be two phones this year and one laptop and three cameras and it changes every year. And I think that's, what's fun about tech. And what I'm trying to encompass in my channel, I don't want to be that person who covers everything, but I want my audience to be comfortable with, okay, what does Sarah want to cover? Which right. I know is a little bit more risky, but you know, it, it keeps me busy. It
1: might be, but I also think there's something to be said for, and I said this about Quinn, Snazzy Labs a few weeks ago too, is when you watch someone and you know they're passionate about what they're talking about like the specific thing, right? It's it's different than just, well, I like tech and they're talking about tech. So I'll watch this video versus this person's really into this and they're pulling me in. I think there's there's something more to that than Mm. just a common interest. So anyway, let's move on to something that all three of us can probably relate to, (laughs) Tesla. Mm. We all own one of these.
0: Stock slide. There's a lot to
1: talk about. There is, especially you, John. First, I'll give my quick update. Okay. I don't remember if, if I had already done this on the previous show, but I did accept trade-in offers on Ooh. both my 2018 Model 3 and 2020 Model Y. Yeah, 2020 Model Y. If you
2: didn't know, Andrew has a fleet of cars.
0: Amazing. I know because <laughs> I, 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 I was seeing it on Twitter and I was kind of confused. I was like, wait, how many Teslas do you have <laughs> to, to trade so, in?
1: So here's what happened. So I, I currently own a Model 3 2018 okay. and a 2020 Model Y. Right, so obviously nice. I own them, so they're both used. The used car buyback market has exploded. It's into insane the chip shortage, ridiculous. Insane. So the model the car 3, that you then
0: have to buy is going to be more expensive now.
1: Well, no, well here's the thing. So the model okay. three that I bought three years ago, they're offering me at this point about twelve thousand dollars less than I paid for it. So in other words, I once I trade it in, I will have gotten to use my model three. For three years for $12,000. That's very ridiculous. cheap crazy.
0: lease. Very cheap. Yeah. yeah.
1: The Model Y, which just turned one year old, they're offering me as of today $3,000 less than I paid for it. 3000 bucks.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> so do, you have, do you have another car while you wait for like a new Tesla?
1: Yeah. So because they're the, so
0: back ordered.
1: For the Model 3, I traded that in for a new Model Y and then the model Y I accepted a trade in for a plaid X which is like 6 months out or something so they'll like nice. keep reevaluating and I'm not if the trade in value dips or you know whatever happens I can just back out yeah. but or if the cyber truck comes first or whatever who knows what's going to happen I can just switch to that or whatever so I currently own two
0: ooh a plaid, a plaid X. X
1: and this is John's fault you yeah, taking I'm, advantage of, what's it called, John? Like section 139 sex, or something? I think it's section 179.
0: Uh, the of, weight.
2: of the yes. tax code,
1: Yep, over 6,000 yeah. so pounds. So the, the full write-off thing. So I was
0: looking at that. Yeah, that's why people buy G-Wagons. That is
2: exactly yes, yes. why. Which but will not be in production for year 2022 due to chip shortage. No more V8s from Mercedes. Oh, wow. Look
0: at that. Look if at you
2: want that. to get extra nerdy.
0: So so
1: plaid, plaid, go on plaid, unless the Cybertruck comes, which I assume will also be 6,000 pounds or more. One of the two. But I just want to take advantage of that. I want to take advantage of the high trade-in rates that are happening right now. But, John, so that's my update on the trade-ins. John, you have an update on the S and X because you got to drive them.
2: I have a lot to talk about. So we had a chance, so we did a video on the updated Model S. Everybody was doing videos on Plaid and did amazing jobs on it. But I hadn't seen anything on the long-range S. I think the S that most people are going to get. So we have a video that went up on the S. And I was really curious about a few things. So first, the screen, the tech, the yoke, the lack of buttons, and the lack of or the lack of, sort of physical controls, and the lack of stock, the windshield wipers and gear selection, yeah. to which the new S's and X are all going to have. So the bigger screen I thought was awesome. The tech needs to be improved. There was some lag and it was unintuitive, but Tesla fixes those all the time. That would be not a worry at all. The yoke steering wheel, while looking very cool, I could see that potentially being relatively unsafe in quick maneuver instances. When you have to move quickly, there's nothing to grab onto. It seems like a great opportunity for a third party to come out with like an actual steering wheel accessory. It's like three printed. Right. Around which the top. I will
0: say, I had one of the scenarios where I probably, if I had a yoke and I was doing the fast reaction, <laughs> like it probably would have been an issue.
2: Everybody has one of the maybe it's once a year, once every two years, but those times do happen,
0: yeah, yeah while yeah.
2: you're driving. So I see it as being very cool, but also potentially very problematic and not something that I think like my wife and I will switch cars sometimes that she would ever be comfortable driving. She's not into taxi, into cars, that is just way out of her comfort zone. Beyond that, I bet you guys can remember, and everybody on the call can remember, the last time you had to honk your horn. Now, to honk, to honk your horn, did you guys look down to see where the middle of your steering wheel was and then press it, or you just <laughs> press it out of instinct? I, just, just, I don't look anywhere. I just press it like a madman. The new Model S and X have a horn button that is located near this, a button that controls your windshield wipers. And it's located yeah, near a button that is also a jog dial for a lot of things. Now, Tesla says in their owner manual, you can hold your whole hand over the right side. It'll activate the horn. And I assume that that will get fixed with the software updates. This is one thing that I did not test because I didn't see it until after the fact. But I talked to Marquez, who has it. He tried it for us as part of the video. And he said, try tried and honk his horn as windshield wipers went off. And otherwise, you need, you need, to, <laughs> phys- you need to physically wow. look at your steering wheel, <laughs> see where the button is, and press it. Now, maybe muscle memory will kick in and it becomes easier. I know there have been other cars that have done buttons for horns. I think the Acura Vigor, for example. But in those cases, it was the only button on the side of that wheel so you can just press a button and that that honked the horn yeah this strikes me as very very unsafe and on borderline reckless when it comes to mm. tesla and i've i've been driving Teslas for eight years so i'm not yeah. coming from like a negative standpoint this is more of, oh, like of course a, like a realistic standpoint i love the tech i love the cars i love electric and the instant torque i don't know how comfortable i would be driving those cars. And maybe it'll change, maybe by the time And
0: you know, how my, my, is the shifter? Cuz I'm like watching a little bit of the video now and that just it looks so stupid. Oh, the, the automatic way shifting. To, so, the way you have to drag if it doesn't get the yeah. automatic shifting correct.
2: So that's in beta. <laughs> okay. It was another step, but it did work as advertised. That's I, mean, good. I, th- I think I could see myself getting used to swiping it and probably always feeling like it's a little bit annoying. Change for changing but that did work. That actually really did work. We did tests where we had like people in front of the cars and how the auto shift work and that kind of stuff. The yoke and the horn button. I know people I get, I mentioned this before and in the video people written me in the comments They're like, it's not a big deal. You're, you're insane.
1: People who haven't driven it, even though you have.
2: Yeah. But for me personally, and talking about cars that are six figures, I'm not comfortable. I don't think I would be comfortable driving that. And I have, I have a Plaid Exxon order and I have a regular long range Exxon order. And I'm hoping that by January, when those orders will potentially come through, if I still haven't got another car, that these will be addressed. And maybe holding your whole hand over the side of it will address the issue. And that's the same as pushing the middle. The yoke is going to be what it's going to be. I was very surprised by by those two things uh, negatively. The car drove amazingly, though. It's crazy fast. I could not even begin to comprehend what the Plaid feels like. The long range felt like a rocket ship. It's as fast as a Performance Model 3. Now, they do it sometimes from... A standstill versus a rolling start, but essentially it's as fast as a performance Model Three, which is stupid and it feels even faster because the car's gigantic and weighs a ton. So that's my that's my Model S, Model X thought. So
0: what's the range again on the long range?
2: It's just sub four hundred, I think, like three ninety wow. something. I mean, so it's it's pretty it's pretty long. It's the longest range that they offer. But Andrew, to you, I would say really try to rent one and one, drive one first before you commit the lots of money. To, yeah. to, to All of the money. Yeah, before you commit all all of the money.
1: <laughs> the Cybertruck's going to have that same same issue, right? It's going to have the exact same...
2: I would assume... I would assume... How so. you drive
1: into the construction site using a yoke steering wheel with no easy way to honk your horn?
2: I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it gets fixed yeah. and, and it'll work as advertised. For me, and maybe I'm especially sensitive because I have three kids and it's not just like me in the car trying to make quick maneuvers. Right. It is something I would definitely consider and reconsider before anybody gets in the car. I will at least drive it and try it yourself and then make your own decision. Hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan, obviously,
1: of <laughs> Tesla's products. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm also a fan of their long-term vision. Absolutely. But I often feel like they do things just a little bit prematurely. The reason for the yoke and the... And but the then
0: by yolk. the time it comes out, it won't be premature anymore.
1: Right. But today... <laughs> If I so need to delayed, honk my horn like, today, hey,
0: yeah, 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 hey,
1: warning! I'm about to hit you or whatever. Oop! There just goes my windshield wipers. That's cool. I'll hit you. Yeah. At least there's nothing on my windshield. They're, now. they're like,
0: preparing for the future where we don't even need to honk. Correct.
1: Correct. Yeah. But in the meantime, we do. And also, in like, like what John gears. said, when he said the gear shifter feels like it's beta. Gear shifters a, have never felt like they're in beta ever until now.
2: It is. So it's not the gear shifter. It's the auto shift. Auto shift. That's in in beta.
1: Okay. So the gear shifter did work as, even if it's annoying to use, it worked like it it did
2: work exactly as advertised. Okay. Okay.
1: Sarah, how are you liking your car?
0: I love it. There's been, so, so I have 2021 Model Y. And I got really lucky because it was exactly during the time where, like, the first person received the new console or whatever mm-hmm. that was kind of the matte finish. And I was scheduled to get my car around that same time. So I was like, oh no, if I see piano black, I might send it back. Yep. But yeah, I, I love it. So I, I had the updated interior. And, like, okay, so my first and only car before this was a Honda Element, which is just like a cube, yeah. right? So I'm not used to having a car that's fast and it is so much fun. I have the Model Y long range and I'm having a blast, you know, so I can only imagine the people, like I haven't been in an S plaid yet. So I can only imagine what that feels like. Cause every, every day when I get on the road, I'm just like, ah, oh, this is so much fun. <laughs> I would not give my children a Tesla. Cause it's like, I feel like, oh my gosh, if I I get it now, like the boys getting sports cars and how dangerous that is. Like yeah. I understand why their insurance is so expensive.
1: You could lock the, the speed though. Could yeah. Yeah. With the, the valet the mode. Speed. That's mm-hmm. very
0: true. I'm having a blast. But yeah, what's so funny is I got long range and I don't even, I probably would have been fine with the performance. I probably would have actually gotten more joy out of even going faster and not needing the extra miles. But that might change if I was in like a single family home and I can get the charger, but I'm in a condo. And so I have superchargers close to me, but at the moment, I can't just charge overnight. So I'm so, I'm so last minute with things that I'll only sit at the superchargers for like 20 minutes and then I'll just go where I need to go. So I'm literally only charging up most of the time to like 180, 200, which is hilarious because I have that 340 capacity, but I'm sure that would change again if I had my own garage and stuff. But, you know, for people I feel like that are maybe on the coast that don't have that, I feel like the long range might not even make since and superchargers have gotten so quick there's one in my area that's the i forgot what level they're on now third gen, but the third gen one yeah yeah it's it's third gen and it is so quick oh my gosh like i sit there again for 20 minutes and it can almost fill up the entire battery which is just insane so that gets me really excited but yeah i Love it so much. It's the one thing I've been going, again, through a lot of changes moving from New York to Texas, and we bought a condo, and I bought a car, and all this stuff, and the Tesla is the only thing that hasn't been a headache in my life, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have to worry about anything. And I I love, like, John, he's already had to, like, change his oil in his car and wait at the oh, dealership, no. and I'm just like, I don't know what that's like. <laughs>
2: Was it weird getting a Tesla in Texas? For those that, that, that don't know, Texas is has probably the most stringent dealership laws in place, where Tesla- You have to leave the state. They, they they can't actually sell cars. They can service yeah. them, I believe, but they can't actually sell cars inside of Texas.
0: So I think the way they get around that is they literally- So even when they have an Austin factory, they're literally going to have to move the cars outside of Texas and then bring them back in. Because there are Tesla stores, right? Yeah. So they're not they're not dealers, but basically the process of picking it up was like- super easy and that's what i love about tesla too i'm just like i didn't have to sit and negotiate you know the price is the price ordered it got the text message and i just showed up to their store in plano i think or frisco so you
2: could pick it up and, in text you didn't have to And leave you can it, pick it up uh, correct, like correct. so
0: so the thing that they can't do here is the delivery. So I know in other States you can get your, your Tesla just dropped off at your door, but they're not allowed to do that. But yeah, I just went to one of their stores. It was, you know, it's such a funny experience. You walk in, you like, they go to the parking garage and they're like, okay, here you go. And I'm like, okay, so, okay, bye, I guess like, <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I'll just figure this out. You know, I guess he showed me the tour video or whatever, but it's just crazy how frictionless that process is, but it's been a blast. And there's so much room in the model Y there's so much room. I was nervous about that and I love, yeah, I can fit all of my gear. I can fit all of the things back there. So it's, it's been amazing.
1: Hopefully these little things that John just experienced get worked out. Hopefully the yoke. I'm
0: glad I don't have a yoke. I mean, to yeah, be geez, honest, I don't like, want a ugh, yeah, yeah.
2: Andrew, what are you going to do? So you have what a January February delivery date for your cars, I'm imagining, right? Like yeah. Why
0: and also why an X and a Y?
1: So between the three and the Y that I have now, I like the Y way more. That's, that's uh, so fair. they're both performance. Technically, the performance three would be a little bit faster than the Y, but I just like the I like be sitting up a little higher and more the more room i have in there the x is purely that is a good question sarah the x is purely <laughs> just because john was like
0: the doors this <laughs>
1: super expensive car take advantage of this tax thing and get plaid and i was like you know what he's doing it i got fomo i did it too i really don't have a much better reason than that
2: i should have told you if you can hold on your car for five years you can still write off the depreciation on any car you
0: get yeah
2: i mean that's, I mean, true, that's what i'm
0: doing with mine It's a long
2: time I mean time. but I 5 5 years is a is, 5 is a years while. in tech like five, that's a long years, time 5 years is a while. For anybody that so, doesn't know I'll just recap it real quickly so they don't think Andrew's an, an insane person. If you own a business you get a car for this over 6000 pounds you can write off 100% of your business business usage of the car. So say 80% in year 1. So $100,000 car, $80,000 you can essentially write off if Andrew's getting taxed, 50%, that's essentially $40,000 that he's saving. That year on that car. So $100,000 car suddenly costs $60,000. That's
0: it. And that's how every camera I buy is just 50% off. Always.
2: Because
0: I'm like, I'm just writing it all off, you know?
1: That's it. I would prefer it to be the Cybertruck, just to be honest. Cheaper. And I just feel like, man. Can we we talk? I feel like Master Chief riding down the freeway.
0: Yes. Can we talk about that for a minute? So (laughs) so first of all, I I
2: went to the Tesla event when they announced Cybertruck. Everybody mm-hmm. there thought it was a joke, and they rolled it out on stage. And they were going to show the As real the, the real one after. As did I. Right now, on Tesla's website, they are listing, I believe, a 500 mile range. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't have that in front of me. 500 yeah. mile range, tri motor for yes. under seventy thousand dollars. Is that correct?
1: No, it's like seventy ish. Just like okay. seventy three so or seventy nine. So
2: say under seven. I'm uh, say under eighty thousand dollars. Yes, under eighty. The current model, the current longest range Tesla is a long range Model S, which I believe costs over hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. In no world there is either a massive price hike coming. Here he goes Here he on goes. that on that Tesla Cybertruck, or is going to be insanely delayed because the battery packs are. they said 2022 already. It's been pushed back. Not coming yeah. this year. Yeah. are not ready. And if I was Tesla and I was running a business, I would put those battery packs, which are already supply constraints, in my highest volume or my highest profit margin cars, which is definitely not going to be a new production line of the Cybertruck.
1: I hear everything you're saying. <laughs> this is my answer, and I don't know if this is correct or not. Okay. This is just my guess. The Cybertruck body is so much cheaper. To, it doesn't need paint. Yeah, that's what I was like, thinking. It's just, there's no, like, it's so cheap. I think that's where a lot of the cost the savings is. the process
0: is, is hopefully right. more seamless. Yeah. And
1: then the truck. Will this be as, pop or not as, but will this be... Pickup trucks are the best-selling trucks or best-selling vehicles in yes, America. absolutely. So will this become, if not their number one bestseller, maybe their number two behind the Model Y and therefore that's why they do it?
0: They make it up with volume. I,
2: yeah. think, I think yes. I think it will outsell everything else except for the Y. I think despite the looks, people are going to be flocking to it. Even if it's 30% to 40% cheaper than any other car they make, the first one that rolls off that line is probably a billion-dollar car. And every other, I mean, just as far as the, the cost that goes into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then every car after that, the price decreases. So they're not going to achieve these economies of scale for probably a year or two. So I, I don't understand why they wouldn't already put it in a car. The batteries in a car. They've well, already, they probably will.
0: I mean, I think I think that's the thing. Like, it's they push it to twenty twenty two, but it's not coming out in twenty two, right? Like, like it's, it's, if we're lucky, that. it'll probably be twenty three. Like, that. But that's that's the thing I agree that's with we've Sarah. been following the journey. It's like you don't you can't have expectations for Tesla. Occasionally, <sighs> I might have expectations for their stock because yeah. I'm like fifteen percent <laughs> in that. But it's just like. I have no expectations for them in terms of dates. I think that, and that so that's probably my true.
1: My heart hurts That's right fair. Now.
0: Yeah, they're going to do what they're going to do. I don't think that they'll price hike because they will have people with pitchforks at their doors. But I feel like they're just going to delay forever if they have to.
2: So using precedence, they've already price hiked the Model S and the Model X twice mm. for people that have but already. that's their
0: higher clientele, though. You think they're going to do that for the truck? I don't know. Maybe. If
2: they're willing to piss off their higher clientele. I think they are very yeah. willing to piss off people who just put down a hundred dollar deposit.
0: Right. Speaking of right. which,
1: speaking of which, I want to—I'll touch on this real briefly, and then we'll move on to the next topic: the price hike. Have you guys seen that people who already pre-ordered and I know S where you're going with
0: this. Oh, okay. Are no,
1: now being told, yeah, hey, your order's being delayed, but. If you pay the new – if you add $10,000 to your – if you accept this $10,000 wow. price hike now, we will get you your car within the next like month or two
2: versus mm-hmm. six. That's such like, bad.
0: It's such that bad is sense. terrible. Well, OK. OK. But can I compare it to another person in the industry? Have you seen what they're doing with the Ford Broncos at the dealerships? Oh, it's Horrible.
2: The, the roots? So what essentially,
0: doing? okay, well, essentially they're not honoring reservations. So I think with the price, so if Tesla has to do something with the pricing, whatever, at least they'll be upfront from the beginning with it. And you know what you're getting into mm-hmm. with the Ford Broncos you have, I think almost, I mean, how many reservations were there? Like it wasn't, was it almost a hundred thousand reservations? It was it was, crazy. it was, it was bonkers. Right. And people are so excited about this car. And I think it's because, oh, it's affordable, right? It starts at like 40K. A lot of people have reservations for around that price. And there's now been people with the experience, hey, okay, they get the text, your Bronco's ready at the dealership because they're shipping it to the dealerships. You know, it's not like straight to your door like Tesla can. And they go to the dealerships and the dealers say, okay, okay. This is your car. It now costs $15,000 more expensive than what you reserved because I have five other offers from people. So what? the moment, so the moment that Bronco hits a lot, it's usually only like one or two Broncos. So. Everyone who sees it goes to the dealership and people, randoms are test driving your car. So by the time you go to the dealership and it's your Bronco, you already have multiple people who have been breaking it in. And meanwhile, they're putting in offers 10 to 15 to 20 K over what you reserved it for. And the story that I heard is just anecdotal. It's one of my mom's friend. She was like, no, I'm not doing that. So they go, okay. And they went next person in line it was 15K over the initial price. So the fact it's I think it's scarier when it's up to the dealers, you know, because they're just getting there. They just want the highest offer, which is insane. And I think
2: that is one of the benefits to Tesla's no dealer model, right? Because dealers are in- exactly. individually owned, they're making money per car. The same thing happened with the Mach E. If you want to buy hmm. a Mach E yeah, that's yeah, yeah. on a dealer lot, most of them have a $7,500 markup on it, which is absolutely. What? Yeah. Which is absolutely, absolutely insane. Which, which
0: they'll probably say now the tax credit. I think they're one of the only EVs that are going to fit in that super strict new tax credit, which is insane. I mean, they've literally limited it to I think cars under forty k and people with incomes below a hundred k.
1: Wait, what? I didn't know about the income part. Oh,
0: it's 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 insane. It's insane. I'm like, okay. So first of all, you have to find an EV under forty k. Okay, good luck. It doesn't exist. And (laughs) even if you do, okay, so say you're buying a $39,000 EV. Yep. Even if you're bringing in 70K a year, are you actually buying a $39,000 car? I mean, I know we've gotten to that place in society. I wish we haven't. But that's not the smartest investment. I guess you can take that $7,500 tax credit, which makes it sweeter, right? But it makes no sense. I'm like, take advantage of the rich people trying to adopt the EV stuff, right? I don't know. If you want to push
1: forward, like the, the whole reason behind a tax credit is here's something that we want to push, push for in this country. yeah. yeah. And so you would think you would optimize it for success. And the way you, you do success is the people who can afford EVs, at least now since they're a higher ticket item than a non-EV, let them flood the market with these EVs. Let mm-hmm. other people see push them with these cars. And then, oh, you know what? That's gonna be a nice car. My friend that has this. Oh, Tesla has this cheaper version. Yeah. I'm gonna get. Yeah. Just push it forward. Seventy five hundred yeah.
0: bucks. It makes no sense. Nothing that comes from the government does make sense.
2: But whatever. Do you guys feel like the perception of Tesla and Elon Musk has shifted? Like, do you feel like it's it shifted a, a little bit? To be more bit? evil. That's a good question. Like, he should be like, I mean, maybe it's just, just me, but, you know, this incredible entrepreneur with an amazing mind, that's sh- paradigm well, shift. The industries. shift
0: of everyone has shifted. I don't yeah. think it's just Elon. I think it's anyone who now runs a business and has that billionaire title.
2: That That's fair. But I think some of the, the, the tweets and the, the crypto stuff, I feel like the a lot yeah, of the, the, yeah. the, the, the perception of, of him personally has yeah. shifted. Mine has. So...
0: The crypto stuff was so dumb, yeah. (laughs) I
2: saw
1: him as like, you know, there's very few visionaries in Mm -hmm. the world that anyone can point to and pretty much, whether you like them or not, pretty much unilaterally agree that person is a visionary that's trying to change the world. People like Bill Gates, there's not a lot of them, right? So I felt like he really fit into this in a way that wasn't, he didn't come across to me initially as like, weird a lot of these guys have like, <laughs> yeah. like I, mean, I feel like that's elon's
0: thing them. though right he's So a freaking now, weirdo
1: now he has gone from like just the, oh he did pay he did paypal now he has what i thought even as crazy as it sounds to go to mars and who knows if it's ever going to happen or not right everything that he's doing with each of his companies tesla the boring company nor like all this stuff you can starlink. see everything starlink everything is about it's almost like everything is a big beta test for how it's going to – his vision of what Mars will be. So it's like this is like a really well thought out – again, I'm not smart enough to know if it's a good plan. But this guy like has everything straight and he has fervent admiration. His products sell with no advertising. Absolutely. Apple can't even say that, right? Apple has ads all over the place.
0: They're good at hiding it, yeah.
1: <laughs> this guy is – He's hitting on all cylinders. And then it came to the point where I feel like, aside from the crypto stuff, which was just off the wall, I feel like he's less, I felt like sometimes he would say things and he would just miss the mark. And now I feel like, no, I think this guy's kind of dishonest with us. I feel like he just lies to us a lot under the guise of, oh, timing was a little bit off. I love the products. I love the vision. I don't know that I like the guy anymore.
2: So, are you talking about things like full self driving and that kind of like those type packages?
1: Full self driving, the whole thing with Tesla doing the, like I mentioned a little, even though Ford did it too, where it's like, hey, give us 10,000 more bucks and you can have your car now versus waiting six months. Mm-hmm. Like, just stuff like that where it's like,
0: yeah, but okay, let me do the difference though. And I will say, like the crypto stuff and all that with Elon. I think we're just seeing more of the human side of him and he is right. a freaking weirdo and he's not a button up CEO type. So if you want the fun Elon, you're going to get the weird Elon <laughs> and sometimes like the bad Elon and you just have to like accept it for what it is. Is that, is right? that all
1: the real Elon? It's like, is this real Elon? I
0: mean, you know, or who knows? But Elon? I will say, I will say the difference, however, between a Ford and a Tesla is Ford has been around for what? Over a hundred years. Yes. The Ford Bronco is a gas car. They're releasing a hyped up product and it's still, they could have made the, the coolest electric Bronco, but they have manufacturing, they have all these things streamlined. And there's Ford is still doing the bullshit. With Elon, with Tesla, with everything, I feel like you like you're you're going into it with the lens of like, oh, I'm essentially not like a beta tester, but you have to be along for like this is the future. I feel like there are elements of it that you do like let's hold these companies accountable if they bring out a shitty product. Let's talk about it, right? They're not special. But I feel like there's a dose of this is the future. And that means It's going to be kind of rocky and it's going to be kind of weird. And at the same time, you have an engineer as a CEO of a company. So he's not the MBA type person who's going to be perfect and say the perfect things and and all of this stuff. And I don't know. I just I just see the fact that he's actually a doer and a maker. I think that's what lends to the messiness of it all. Because, yeah, a lot of times I'm just like, what is he doing? yeah. You know, (laughs) but I feel like that's, yeah, I don't know. And it's like, hold it, hold it accountable. Hopefully it gets better. But at the same time, I feel like it's just a part of the journey.
1: (laughs) Do you think, do you both think that when he says the Model 3, the Model Y, the cars that they make today are fully capable of level five autonomy, that he is being truthful?
2: I think in his mind, he is 100% being truthful. Okay. I, I re- really do. I don't think he's intentionally lying. I think he I don't
0: think he has the EQ to be mischievous like that. I feel like he's so binary. I don't know. I, I agree.
2: And I'm talking to somebody who bought the full self driving package now six years ago for no reason.
0: <laughs> and I didn't buy it because I knew I mean,
2: which which was smart. Smart. I'll take the subscription. I I do wanna say to, to partly contradict sort of Sarah's thing a little bit. I got one of the first Model S's eight years ago. And I knew I was beta testing. I knew I was testing something new that I wanted to be a part of the shifting of cars and automotive and technology. And the Model S originally came out, I think now almost 12 years ago. So I probably got the car nine years ago at that point. And I was okay with that. You have a car manufacturer now who by market cap, and that's not the the end all be all, but it's by market cap is the largest auto manufacturer in the world. And they do more than I manufacture cars, but that's one of their main businesses, the largest in the world. And beyond that is a publicly traded company. And you have a CEO who is absolutely a doer, absolutely a visionary and absolutely a maker, but now you've got real money at stake for a publicly traded company. And when he tweets you know, beta download button two weeks away, eight months ago, that moves markets, right? Mm-hmm. When he tweets memes about Dogecoin, that moves markets. Now he's free to do whatever he chooses and then wants to. It's a, a, a free country and within the confines with SEC allows. He can do what he wants. But it does seem that there's a bit of recklessness and the rebellious streak, which I think is what a lot of people like about him, sort of the middle finger to the establishment. But if there's the negative side of it, is now a publicly traded company that has employees and has shareholders, it's sometimes tougher to be on board with Tesla than it is maybe the legacy companies that are innovating significantly slower. And now 12 years later, are just finally starting to catch up to what that Model S did when it first came out 12 years ago.
0: But I will say, so what we're talking about, though, with being kind of iffy and him tweeting out, you know, it's that that full self-driving. When that shoe drops, that's going to be insane, right? I mean, that is so in the future. But I will say, compare it to other legacy automakers. Like the other day, I was in Autopilot. I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter, but I had... A first-hand experience of the obstacle collision avoidance where my car, even though I was tugging on the wheel in the opposite direction, said, no, Sarah, you don't know what's best. And literally cut the difference between the car on my right and a bumper in the middle of my lane. Mm -hmm. And literally just like potentially saved me, but definitely saved tens of thousands of dollars of damage to my car at night at 11 PM. it, it, It was mind blowing. So I don't know. I feel like I take Obviously, every and that's, again, why I didn't buy the full self-driving package for $10,000, because guess what? Now you can get the auto change lane and the summon for $199 a month if you want. I always knew that was coming down the barrel, and I was like, I'll just do that instead of $10,000. So obviously, I'm very skeptical of my yeah. purchases, even with Tesla, but the stuff that works, works. So it might be delusional, but when full self-driving comes out in two, three years... I don't know. It seems absurd for it to be so around the corner. Like I wish he didn't tweet like that. But I'm like, okay, when it drops, and I'm sure they're dealing with a ton of regulators and and things. I have a crazy amount of confidence that it's going to work like the stuff that works in our car now. I mean, I hate the yoke. I hate you know (laughs) some of the things that you said, Jonathan, about the new cars. It's like time will tell, but the. Why, in the three, I don't know, I feel like we've seen the culmination of those eight years in action, and I don't know, I
1: think the company as a whole, they're doing some amazing futuristic things, thinking about what you guys were saying earlier, what the things he says, and I was just thinking of like Steve Jobs a little bit ago, like when Steve Jobs would say something that would change, he was usually saying. It was the opposite. He would say something that people wanted and he was saying, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then two months later. OK, fine. We'll put video on the iPod. You want video <laughs> yeah. on the iPod. Here's video on the iPod versus we're going to put video on the iPod in two months. And then eight months it later, comes out, yeah. there's yeah. still nothing. And when you said, I believe he's being truthful in his mind, I think I believe that, too. But then that means he's uninformed about his own company. If you're so wrong so many times.
0: I just, I I literally think it's, I think we can relate to this. Okay. Before we had management, before we had all of the structure that we have now as YouTubers, when I see Elon, I see a YouTuber who just went viral trying to figure things out, (laughs) you know, and they're brilliant because, Hey, they know how to use the camera. They know how to be the talent. They know how to edit. They know every aspect. And that's why they're so good at Mm -hmm. their job. But the difference is I feel like he likes it that way. So I really feel like the long-term solution is they have to find like an actual CEO for the company. Elon is just the president of Tesla, Salt boring company, SpaceX. I feel like there does have to be a middle ground. There does have to be eventually realistic expectations.
1: (laughs) That's a good point. Super long segment on EVs. Very interesting. I didn't expect it to go that long, but that was great. Let's move on to the other topic that's, a big one this week. Huge one. Samsung did their... Yeah, actually huge. John, I know you're. this is near and dear to your heart for sure. Samsung held their unpacked event. They announced the new Galaxy Z Flip 3, the Galaxy Z Fold 3, two new foldable devices. I have them here. Sarah, you have them. I've seen you with them. Yep.
0: They're somewhere in my... Yes.
1: John, you haven't got to play with them yet because you were on vacation. I have not. I did... Call you out in a positive way. I saw saying that I was wrong about the Z Flip Three. I was wrong. I was incorrect, and I wanted to own it publicly. Respect. respect What'd you say about
0: the? What'd you say about the Z Flip? You dissing on Z Flip? Absolutely.
1: I thought deservedly so. Here's my take on these foldables. Okay. (laughs) So the Z Fold, right? The fold, the one that can open up. You got an outer display and you got an inner display. So it's a tablet that folds in half. I thought good device, good use of foldable technology. The Z Flip, to me, where's where's my other phone? The original one you're talking about. No one can see this, but Sarah, but yeah, Z Flip. The only thing that this does that's unique is unfold and fold, right? The second you're done, the second you're done unfolding, this is a subpar version of the S20 or the S21, subpar. The second you're done, here's why it's cool. That half second is what makes it cool you fold it up, you unfold it, but then the specs are underwhelming.
0: It's the same thing for the fold when you unfold it. It's super underwhelming when it's un, you know, when it's well, folded, fold? I feel like.
1: Well, you know what? Well, here but here's here, I, yeah, have I was the
0: talking literally exact opposite views. I,
1: I was talking specifically about the power of the device. So
0: yeah, the yeah. original
1: mm-hmm. Z Flip Compared to the S20 at the time, which was the current right. Galaxy S, the Z right. Flip was basically an S10 So because they went from 10 to 20. So you were using last year's technology just to get something that folds that was kind of cool for half a second. This year, it's basically spec for spec and S21, 20s and it's launching at the same price that the S21 launched at. So now… 999 you can get an S21 or 999 you can get the Z Fold 3 same processor, same RAM, same cameras, not the same battery life, but it's much closer this year to being reasonable versus costing $200 more last time for something that was way less capable. Yeah. That's my story. I
0: freaking love the
2: flip. Do you see that's so interesting. I can chime in. Here. You can see the roadmap for Samsung, right? Oh, for sure. Innovate for sure. Like it's going to be expensive. If you want to kind of be a beta tester, you have the option of doing it, and then mainstream it, right? The price point of the Z Flip is such a home run for Samsung. Yeah. yeah. So you can you can choose. Do you want the the novelty, the cool factor of that flip? And they fixed the big shortcoming was clearly the outside screen. And it's still not great. Yes. You can see that that's going well, to... But way better. You can see that that's going to improve and it's gotten bigger now. But they got the price point to an affordable... There's the economies of scale, right? They got the price point to an affordable point. So you can almost paint by numbers Gen 3, right? So Gen 3 will probably have S-Pen support. Gen 3 is going to have an IP rating. And Gen 3 is going to have a bigger out of screen. And if they keep the price point the same, there's nothing left to complain about. Mm. That is a capable amazing device at an affordable price.
1: It's funny that we're calling a thousand affordable when like three years ago, <laughs> it's just funny. Sarah, you went and got it. Tell us your thoughts.
0: I love it so much. I literally, okay. So yeah. first of all, the second one last year that came out, it was the only phone. Cause usually when it comes to Android, like I just like testing the cameras and the new features. And then I'll talk about ecosystem stuff occasionally, but I very rarely do full reviews cause I'm just very self-aware. Like the only thing I'm, actually unbiased about is probably Windows versus Mac. Everything else, I'm just like, let's talk about my journey selfishly. (laughs) But this is the first Android phone in almost forever that I set it down after the event and I could not stop thinking about it. And just the, so what I feel like foldables do is, hey, give me a normal sized phone that folds into something smaller. And as a woman, I can fit it in my front pocket, which never, I've never been able to do this, right? And I love that. And so where I feel like the function, this, the I don't know, the Fold, and even with S-Pin support now, I'm just like, I'm kind of like, eh. But where I feel like that will be huge is, okay, this will be the winner. The Flip will be the winner for the phone, I feel like. But with the Fold, I feel like just give me a Fold tab, you know? I don't need it to be a phone. man, mean but a bigger man, version? For inter- like a larger- yeah, 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 for entertainment, when I hop on a plane, when I get back to traveling... I wanna be able to fit the tablet in my like small purse or my small backpack. I want it to be more portable because usually when I travel, I have like either a tablet or a like two-on-one. And then I have like a heavy-duty laptop that if I have to edit on site, I'll be able to. And so that would so easily replace that workflow where it's just like, hey, in the in-between times, I just need to like check email or watch YouTube or watch Netflix that is the use case I feel like of the fold I am the most excited about. And then I feel like the flip is just so freaking fun to use. And like, I, I leave it, I feel like semi-folded just sitting here on my desk too. (laughs) And it's also skinnier. Like, you know, I'm using the freaking iPhone max. It's like such a thick boy, but when this, I don't know, this just makes so much sense in my hands, actually how like skinny the phone is. And I love how tall it is. And that price point and everything, all of the above, I don't know. It's the first time ever that I'm like, oh, I'm going to switch to an Android for a little bit and see see how it goes. Because on Windows, I already have a lot of workflow for sharing in between ecosystems. And I don't think it's going to be that hard. And it just gets me so excited. Like, Can you imagine an iPhone version of this?
1: That, 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 that is exciting.
0: You know, Samsung, they were the innovators here, but yes. I feel like Apple is low-key in the corner being like, all right, which one's working with people? And they're going to see the flip and they're going to be like, okay, we choose that one. And then we'll make a bigger iPad that folds, folds and then Apple will make all the money that Samsung wants to make.
1: There's something interesting going on. And obviously this is anecdotal. From what I've been seeing and experiencing, at least with my content that I put out, there's a section of people who... My flip content has done way better than my fold content. So people seem to be more into the flip, which is, for those listening, it is the folding phone, not the folding tablet. So I'm talking YouTube, I'm talking Instagram, I'm talking Twitter. TikTok, on the other hand, my flip video did like 2.1 million views on TikTok. But in the comments, most people, the majority of people are saying, why would I want a flip phone that feels like we're going back in time? They're not even getting that, well, it's a folding display, which is cool, or which, you know, it's new technology. This if you you could not do this before. The vast majority of people are saying, I had this in 1998. I don't want that. I want the other thing. So mm-hmm. even though most more people are watching that content, it seems like this. And this is just, you know, I feel like TikTok comments are like the ultimate of just casual, everyday users versus yeah. my, my YouTube comments. Because my like,
0: mom – you know my fifty-eight-year-old mom. This is the first time I've ever showed her a phone. She's like, "Oh my god, can you get me one? Like, I, I want that." Yeah, the flip, the flip. Yeah, okay. and maybe I don't know. I'd be interested in terms of the women demographic who are buying this too, and also who they're using to promote the heavy BTS. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, using BTS, using Millie Bobby Brown, using all of these people. It'll be really interesting, and also like, <laughs> it's so funny. I feel like it's also reminiscent of like a makeup. I don't know. I don't, I don't have the the words. Yeah. The compact. And I've been seeing content of literally, this is almost like a built-in pop socket of you set it down and you have a good, you know, you have more vertical real estate. You can use the mirror and the the guy, I don't know. I just feel like it might be the first piece of tech that like you might see a lot of women gravitating towards it.
1: Almost optimized for women.
0: Yeah, yeah, in, a, in a weird way because it because it, it yeah right, <laughs> and it, it obviously works for everyone, but it's just the way they're marketing it too, and which honestly gives you, I don't know, you you also wonder, man, if just devices were also marketed differently, maybe you would just have different demographics because you're marketing it differently.
2: John, I mean, listen, I need you to chime I, in. I I love and having again having not held the devices. I love that there's a discussion of different form factors aside from which rectangle do you like better. Exactly. I, I, I think, thank, I, thank God, I, I think right? that, is, <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I have been on my hill for foldables since I first touched the very first fold, mm. which is ultimate-
0: Our podcast we did yeah. in New York like two and a half years ago. We, was,
2: we were at that event. Mm-hmm. and that, that was a. I just sold Technobuff, so That was a whole other story on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a huge proponent of what foldables represent as something different in the space. And I I think it's amazing that Sarah likes to flip and Andrew, you're digging the fold. Like there's choice for what you want. And I think that's something that only is Apple missing, but it plays really strongly to Android's strength. And Sarah, I mean, for the most part, you edit on, on, on Windows. I mean, Samsung and Microsoft to work together. There's an app that'll literally mirror your phone on the screen. Mm-hmm. That transition for you would probably be completely seamless. I think we're at the point where Maybe we're one generation away from these really being a mainstream thing, and that's amazing. What's frustrating as, as a as a reviewer is people who have never used the devices forming very strong opinions on it. That crease is horrible. I don't want to, like. Have you used one? No. Well, how do you know? I just know the visceral reaction that people get to these things is staggering, it's and
0: it's why we have jobs. So I
2: mean that that is that's, that's <laughs> fair. But I mean, you're talking mean, they I, come
0: over and they're like a oh. little. I mean,
2: you're talking about the the flip, and you're like, you're not just getting a worse version of something that you already have. You know, like Sarah said, you're getting something that's usable for her. You know, she can yep. put that in her pocket, whereas the big rectangle didn't fit. That's cool.
1: That's awesome. So I was looking yeah. at it, and I was I was improperly looking at it from the perspective of everything you do with your phone, you do in this form factor.
2: Yeah. Which is, which is not, un, I, not untrue until something comes around that changes the form factors. Correct. And so now when you can
1: fold it in half and lay it down on something, for mm-hmm. example, that's something you just can't do with any other device. So there are use cases here that the foldable display provides that you just don't get elsewhere. Ultra interesting versus Apple or anyone else. I'm not a Samsung hater. But I think we talked in the past about how Samsung basically copied the iPhone and paid a $1 billion fee to become number two.
2: The most brilliant R&D. Which was a brilliant. I mean, absolutely. Ethically horrible, but the, one of the most brilliant business decisions yes. that a company has made.
1: Yes. But in this case, I feel like these foldables, this is Samsung's.
0: Yeah, they did it. This is them
1: stepping out into the spotlight. You cannot point to anyone that they copied here. Anyone that does anything after this is going to be seen as copying them. And probably rightfully so. They have made this category. They're perfecting this category. Apple may release something and may do the thing Apple does where they, they kind of sit back, they observe, and they release something that brings something new to the table in a way that wasn't there before. But even then, I think the average person on the street, oh, there's Apple copying Samsung now. Samsung really has kind of made their mark
0: with this technology. Besides AirPods, though. <laughs> I feel like that was the first thing in a while that Apple was like, no, no strings between earphones, you crazy people. Bluetooth earphones. And then everyone in their freaking, I don't know, it's, just, it's overwhelming the amount of AirPod copycats we now have. Oh, and they absolutely. all suck in comparison. It's just, it's shocking. It's hilarious.
2: I'm glad you said it. What's next in foldables? If we got that foldable tablet, like Sarah was saying,
0: it's the pad, it's the iPads and the tabs. It's the Lenovo ThinkPad that I freaking love, yeah. but it's just not there with the software. But
2: are you, But then are you getting a worse version of something that already works?
0: Yes, you are right now. Okay. That's, that's what I'm saying. I want like low cost tablet. I don't need windows on this tablet. I need a very simple, just whatever's on the freaking tabs right now, or I cannot wait. I hope this will exist when there's a freaking foldable ipad because a lot of the the things that i do with the ipad isn't super complicated i'm not one of those people that needs logic or final cut on my ipad i use the ipad as a content consumption device and also as like a controller for apps you know like my home apps or my lighting apps and so the moment that becomes smaller and more portable, you know, even more portable than it is now, man, I am so excited for that future if it'll come.
1: Do you need the display to fold? In other words,
0: for the things that I appreciate the portability of?
2: Yes. Or, or like two screens like the duo? Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah. So I was thinking like two screens like the duo, but without the split, when you unfold mm. it, the display is basically to your eye become one. So they, they, they look like yes. display, like they basically touch. Would, I would that say yes. work for you? Because I feel like...
0: I don't like the duo. Yeah. So what what Samsung's doing? That. Basically, my ideal world, if I could just, hey, companies do this, would be just like phones that get smaller and tablets that get smaller. I don't need phones to get bigger and tablets to get bigger. So...
1: Get smaller by that's folding. That's my thing.
0: Yes. Which get means smaller. they can Not get Make bigger. it
1: bigger. You can make <laughs> it bigger... If you can fold it to put it away, right? Like this phone, this is the fold, is bigger than the average phone, but you can fold it and put it away and it, it gets smaller. Yeah. So, I just think
0: that, that middle ground, I don't necessarily care about that much.
1: But this would be the iPad.
0: Bigger though. Bigger.
1: Okay. You so know, not an iPad. Because it's mini. like,
0: I, I want, I want, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I just want a normal tablet screen because that is really great for content consumption, watching my Netflix shows on the plane, but make it smaller.
2: Do you want an outside screen on it or just folds and opens up? Oh, good up. question. Good question.
0: Just maybe a screen for notifications and then that's it. I feel like I don't little cover I don't screen? need the fold, I feel like. Okay. But of course, John. this is just like <laughs> what, <about laughs> what you, Sarah John? needs. Who cares? What I, yeah.
2: I don't know. I, I love that this is a discussion though. I don't know what I want.
1: The future of Foldables. Yeah, I don't know what you, I want. you feel like you should be the guy that have an answer here.
0: I love all
2: of these. In all honesty, I want to try every version of everything. I want to try Sarah's <laughs> yeah. version of a tablet. I want to try my version, or my, what I have in my head of it, folding with the screen on the outside. I love the multi-use future and the power of these devices it is astounding. Yeah. Whether it's an M1, a Snapdragon 8088, these are the most capable devices obviously because they're the newest in the history because it feels like
0: yeah it feels like there's something new finally like Mm -hmm. thank god instead of just the incremental updates it's like yeah man we are living in the future
1: that's interesting john i love that answer john because that comes back to the heart of like why the three of us and other people like us do what we do at the end of the day we love i love it consumer electronics we love new we just want to try stuff yeah we're interested we're passionate So I'll accept that answer. That was a very good way to put it and a good way to end the show. John, thank you. Sarah, thank you for taking the time. Thank you. To be here.
0: Of course. Thanks for having me.
1: Don't forget that you offered to walk me through Notion because I have (laughs) not Mm -hmm. forgotten that. And I would love to do so. We'll
0: make it happen.
1: Where can people find you?
0: You can Google me. Sarah Deechi rhymes with Peachy, so you can just Google Sarah Peachy, and I will be there. I have a YouTube channel, a Twitter feed that I have a hate love relationship with, and an Instagram. So at Sarah Dicci everywhere.
2: <laughs> Sarah, thank you.
0: Of course, thank you guys. That was fun.
2: And
1: that is it for this edition of Geared Up. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, you can catch John and I on YouTube. I'm at youtubecom live. And John is at youtube.com/slash John for Lakers. Feel free to head over and subscribe to our channels to stay up to date on all the latest tech. Speaking of subscribing, you can subscribe to Geared Up in your favorite podcast app if you haven't done so already. Just search Geared Up—that's two words, not one—in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast, or really wherever you choose to listen. If you like what we do, please consider leaving us a rating and review. It really helps other people find the show. Geared Up is a Gear Live podcast, and you can see more from us at gearlive.com. Thank you so much for listening. For John Rettinger, I'm Andrew Edwards, and we'll catch you in the next episode.